Uh, it's going to be hot today. It's going to be hot during VBS. Um, but uh, thank you to all who've uh, been uh, uh, laboring to get this put together. I think it's pretty cool. A new set. We're, uh, I think we're going to finish the doors today, and it'll be ready. And uh, excited to have the kids come for VBS. So what a great time to, to minister to our children and, and the local area and, and, uh, and see kids safe. It's just great. That's, all, that's what it's all about, just uh, sharing the gospel and, and uh, getting, uh, uh, getting the antidote to this life to people. And uh, so, yeah. So, and so that's what we're doing here. We are doing our walk through the Bible in visual form, fun with felt. For those, again, who are who new to the class, you did not show up at the second grade class. You showed up to the adults. But we're going to have fun with felt. Some of, some of us didn't grow up with the Sunday school lessons and the felt boards, and, and so we're going to do that. And, uh, and, and as our uh, kind of the, the memory verse for this lesson series, uh, Luke 18, 17, Verily I say unto you, who shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter in. The message of the gospel is that simple, that a little child can, and we, we forget that. We, want to comp, we as adults want to complicate things. We want to say, no, it, that's, no that's, that's too simple. Um, it's got to be harder than that. I've got to do something to earn his, ma- his favor, earn his merit, but we don't have to. We just need to accept him and love him. So you will do something, accept him or love him, or you reject him. So, but in our walk through the Bible, we are going, we are now at this great wall of Jericho. Great wall of Jericho. So, uh, if you'll allow me, we'll do a little kind of get us to, up to this point, um, and then I'm just going to tell the story. Let's just tell the story, uh, just go through it, tell the story, and then we'll, let's jump back into the Bible, get some nuggets out of it uh, with the story, but let's, uh, let's get some clarity on the story. We have the nation of Israel. Um, uh, last time that we talked about it, we, we said they were afraid of giants. They were, they were on the precipice of going into uh, the promised land. And so they sent 12 spies, um, two of them being Caleb and Joshua. And uh, 12 men went to spy on Canaan. Ten were bad and two were good. The two goods were Jason, uh, Caleb and Joshua. So they went in, they saw giants, they saw all the good of the land came back, gave an evil report, except for Joshua and Caleb. In fact, they rent their clothes. They were, so, they were disgusted with what happened between them and their fellow uh, spies. And uh, so the Lord chastised them and said, okay, you're going to spend the next 40 years in the desert, one year for every day that the spies were in the, in the promised land. Um, and you're going to spend 40 years, and everybody 20 years old and upwards. So now, Celie is accountable. She is 20 years old. She is accountable. <laughs> so, so everybody 20 years old and upwards, minus Caleb and Jacob, or Joshua, Caleb and Joshua, will not see the promised land. Now, how would you like to be in that situation? I'm going to go wonder for 40 years, and I'm never going to get to see the promise. That's a sad, sad state of affairs. Now, the 19-year-olds and, and, and below, especially for the 18, 19-year-olds, they're probably pretty attuned to what's going on. They know they're about to lose their family. They're about to lose their parents uh, over the next 40 years. So, so we wander through the desert. There's, there's great stories in the Bible. Uh, we're going to skip that just to get to this point. Um, 40 years later, they are at the Jordan, and... Um, Joshua is now the leader. 
Joshua is a, is a great man of battle, a general, uh, but he's also a man of God. He's a man that loves the Lord. In fact, later on in Joshua, he finishes it, but as, as for me and my house, we will, serve, we will serve the Lord. He makes a very good declaration that in whatever you do, serve the Lord. Right? Um, I'm so thankful we have a pastor. I'm not a pastor. I'm not called to be a pastor. I personally don't want to be a pastor. His job's way harder than mine. Um, but we all have a ministry in our life. Uh, it might be with VBS. It might be in a Sunday school class. It might be at your work. Um, uh, great stories about that. Um, but we all have a ministry in our life. And so as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Uh, and I choose that, I, I pray that later on, my house as it moves on uh, with, with kids, that they will choose that same thing. So I'm going to make sure that I hold firm to a rock and, uh, and, and I want my house. So that's a, that's a whole nother lesson. So we're now at the Jordan. And uh, so if you look in Joshua, we're in the book of Joshua. Let's, uh, uh, we'll, we'll just grab a few things here. So they're at the Jordan. Um, the Lord's about to send them over. But first, uh, Joshua sends out two spies uh, to go into and look at the first city they're going to come upon, which is Jericho. Jericho is a great walled city. Uh, I can put it it's right up here. Uh, this is our representation of Jericho, a great walled city. Uh, walls were uh, a, a symbol of strength of a city. It wasn't just a town in the dirt that you walked in like the Old West. It was a, a city that had, had soldiers, had, had might, had, had leadership, had, had uh, government involved. Uh, just a walled city. You don't build walls, just, they don't just appear. You need people to build them. It takes a, a, a nation or a, a group of people to build these cities. So, but so great walled city. And so he knew that was going to be their first battle. He knew it was going to be a battle. Battle belongs to the Lord, though. He's trusting God. So he sends some spies in, do some recon. We talked about that. That's always good to have a little recon. We have a Bible that gives us recon. Uh, we, uh, even looking in the past, we can look towards the future. Um, so he sends the spies in. They meet Rahab, the harlot. Um, she recognizes the, the power of, of God and, and the, the Israelites, the, the nation of Israel. And so she helps them. She hides them because there's kind of word on the street that some spies came in uh, because they see these gathering of people on the other side of Jordan. Um, she hides them. They were able to get away. They, they said, remember, uh, they said, we're going to protect you. She said, protect me. We're going to protect you. You and your house, stay in your house when this, when this all goes down. You leave the door, um, then that's on, that's on you. Uh, if uh, you speak of this, it's on you. But our promise is to take care of your family if you stay in that door and you keep this quiet. She did. She put a red rope out of that uh, to let them down and, and we'll keep the red rope in the door. The, she's in the wall. Remember that? She's in the wall. Uh, so it's visible from the outside. Um, and, uh, and we'll come back to that. So they come back. Uh, they have a plan. They're now ready to cross over the Jordan. What does God do? God parts the Jordan for them. He said, you're going to go into, into the promised land on dry land, not muddy land, not, not wet land. You're going to go on dry land. Now, mind you, Jericho can see this. It was 40 years earlier that the Red Sea was parted. That's an old story. That's, a, that's now a wives, a old wives tale. That's, a, that's a, something that if you don't believe in God, you probably don't believe that really happened. Or you might like to do like today's folks will say, well, that was just a, 
probably it was during the season when the water was down this low. Well, that doesn't explain why the Egyptians' uh, soldiers died and, and drowned. If they died in this high water, I'm sorry, that is not a mighty power. Okay? And it also doesn't explain why he talked about walls of, of water on either side of the Israelites, right? Amen. I mean, if you, if you walked into it, I was thinking of an aquarium. You walk into an aquarium, you go downstairs, and they have a big aquarium, and you see the big walls, and you have the sharks swimming by. And I can imagine, I know what I would have done had I walked across the, this, both the Jordan and, and, the, and, and uh, maybe the Red Sea. Uh, I would have been having my hand in there, seeing if I could grab a fish, see what I, see what I could get. I, I, I'd be messing with it. But, it's, you know, it stays. So, so, we have, so that was an old wives' tale, but it's true. And now we're in Jordan. They get the, this people, the young ones, all the ones. They're now 60 and below, right? Because it's been 40 years. So they're going across, and they get to go across on dry land. They get to experience that same miracle of the same God, Reminder, this is the same God of 40 years ago, and it's the same God. It's the same God that promised us this land. Your parents disobeyed, and now you've been following us, and you, can, you get to benefit. Um, so they go across on dry land, and now that brings us to this place, uh, this, this on, on the edge of uh, Jericho. So uh, we'll pick it up. So we have Joshua... Who's, he's brought the people over, and he is looking on this, this city. He sent his spies. He knows a little bit about it, but he's looking on, uh, on this city. I don't think he's looking on it to go, where are the engineering defects? I don't think the spies were looking at that. I don't think they were walking around with measuring sticks going, oh, oh they did not set the mortar properly. This is going to come down really easy. I think they were looking at the hearts of the people. They were looking at how, how mighty the, the army is. Uh, looking at, maybe looking at some weaknesses in their, in their personal, uh, in the way they manage their, their, their armies and things like that. Looking for places of weakness. Maybe what we would do, we would look for things that, that might, uh, chips in the armor a little bit kind of thing. Um, so as he's looking on, I'm sure prayer is happening. He's a man of God. He loves the Lord. He knows the Lord promised him this land, which means the Lord's going to get them through and through the battles. What happens? As he's praying, or as he's thinking, as he's looking on this, he sees a man with a sword. And he, sa- and he says, are you for me or are you against me? In basic terms. Are you for the, the, the Israelites or are you, are you against God's people? And he says, I am a captain of the hosts of God. And he falls to his face. He is meeting one of God's angels. A captain of the host. Now, um, I, 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 I should have looked this up, but is it Michael or is it Gabriel who is the warrior? Michael. Michael's the warrior. I'm thinking it's probably Michael. Um, it doesn't say it by name, but he says, I'm the captain of the host. So, again, we've talked about that film reel we, we get to watch when we go to heaven. I can't wait to see the film reel of what happens here. So he gives him a plan. He says, uh, whatever you were thinking, Joshua, God has a plan. He details it out to him. Oh, by the way, he also said, you're on holy ground. Take off your shoes. Where God is, it's holy. 
Um, I remember we even had uh, we even had one of folks who visited for a while. He was uh, here for a while, and he'd take his shoes off. He'd take his shoes off when he was in here. He felt he wa- he wanted he wanted to be feel more holy. Okay, but if the host, the captain of the host, said, "This is holy ground. Take off your shoes." And what I'm about to tell you is from God. So he's speaking for God. He's one of God's angels. So he gives him. He lays out the whole plan. He lays out the whole plan. And so now it's Joshua's time to go, okay, I just met with God's captain of the host. Here's the plan. Whatever you were thinking, this is the plan, and we're going to do it. So the plan was to walk around. We're going to, as a group of people, we're going to walk around this city. What? We're not going to charge? Nope. We're going to walk around this city. So he's got the group of folks. And we're going to carry the ark. We're going to carry the ark of God. And we're going to have soldiers in front. We're going to have the ark of God carried by the priests. And we're going to have trumpets, both front and rear, um, and in between. And then we're going to have soldiers in the back. So basically, trumpets, the ark of God, men, uh, warriors, and all the people. And we're going to march around this city. So how many times are we going to march around it? Well, we're going we're gonna to march around it each day for six days, once a day. Oh, by the way, I don't want you to say a word. Now, Cheryl I, I, and I were thinking about this. I remember when we did one of the lessons, we did the Walls of Jericho in, in VBS. So we marched the kids around. I wish it would have had trumpets because I forgot about that. The trumpets were blowing the whole time. It wasn't quiet. All the people in Jericho uh, of the land, they heard trumpets each day, and they heard the feet, not pitter-patter, but the stomping of feet going around. And it's probably very confusing. They go, okay, here's the nation of Israel. Here they come. Just, just going around the city. And oh, by the way, at the end of the day, they go home. Next day they come out, and they do the same thing again. This is the instruction from, the, from, from, from God. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. For six days, one time around, horns blowing, nobody talking. Maybe prayers going on. Maybe parents are trying to get the little kids to be quiet. We're not talking. We're not talking. No word. They're not hearing anything. And then the seventh day comes. Now, I'm wondering, by this time, are the, are the Jerichoans, uh, are the people of Jericho, are they fearful? Or are they just scratching their head? Man, you know, we just saw this water parted for these people coming across. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that struck fear in them, in them. And now they just walked for six days. Well, the seventh day happens, and they get up early and start again. But they don't end. One, two, three. They're on their seventh time around. I'm sure there's a guard on the, on the, on the wall, probably counting. Okay, he's doing it again. Is he getting exasperated? Just do something. Or, well, I don't think we have anything to worry about. I don't know. Again, the film reel will tell us. But we have a marching around on the seventh day seven times. And at the end of that, that seventh march around, Joshua said, don't say a word till I say something. And he says, shout, shout to the Lord because he's given us this city. Paraphrasing. And they shout. And the walls come down. Now, did every bit of the wall come down? No. We had Rahab. Rahab was alive. Her family was alive. Uh, But the walls came down. Take the city. 
That was the cue. God had to be in it. It was God's city he was going to take. Uh, so the walls came tumbling down. They took the city and they were to take everything. They were to kill everything. They were to just annihilate that city. This was going to be for the Lord. Nothing of, of sin would be in there. So that brings us to the story of Jericho. Everybody, everybody with me? Everybody good? Everybody okay? Got the visual? Okay, so we're in chapter 5. Let's go to chapter 5 is our story. Chapter 5 is interesting. Uh, we're going to pick it up in verse 10. We'll go back to verse 1. Um, well, let's read verse 1 real quick. And it came to pass when all the kings of the Amorites, which were on the side of Jordan westward, and all the kings of the Canaanites, which were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan uh, from before the children of Israel until we were passed over, that their hearts melted, neither was their spirit in them anymore because of the children of Israel. So there was fear from the kings. There was fear in what they just saw coming across. It had been 40 years since they saw um, the nation of Israel on that precipice. So, uh, so we have, so, so in our story, picking up at verse 10, and the children of Israel encamped at Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the, of the month at even in the plains of Jericho. Uh, what do I get from that? I get the, from the fact that the, they're, they're there in the new land and you keep the traditions. It, it, just because we're in the new land, we're in a new place, doesn't mean we, we stop, stop our feasts and stop what, what God directed. It's kind of like, just because I got to a new place doesn't mean I take time off from God. And, and, and I'm going to stop going to church. And oh, by the way, if I stop going to church, I'm probably going to stop reading my Bible. Probably going to stop praying. It, it, it goes downhill, guys. So, so where we're at, um, uh, again, I was so encouraged by Caleb uh, uh, Feemster, when he came, he said he jumped right in. He knew I'm here for three weeks, but I got to have God here. I got to have God in it. Amen. He did well in his course, by the way, guys. Amen. He's a Christian man, serving God, did well in his course. God didn't get in the way of him doing well. Right. So, amen. So, so um, they, they're keeping the traditions. They're keeping God's plan. And they did eat of the old corn. Now, this is interesting. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched corn in the selfsame day. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel's manna any more, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that, that year. God, it's, it's time to end this 40 years. The manna's done. I'm giving you a new land, milk and honey, fruits. You're going to take it, you're going to grow it, and you're going to have, you're going to have wonderful uh, sustenance. Um, but it's time to put that past in the past. Keep it in your memory banks, but put it, put it, put it back in the past. And it came to pass when Joshua was, was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with the sword drawn in his hand. Joshua went to him and said unto him, Are thou for us or for our adversaries? So we have a divine encounter. God, the same God that was on the, west, the east side of the Jordan is the same God that was on the west. We have a, di a divine encounter. God, so basically God's just telling, telling him, you know, I'm meeting you here. I told you to come, and I'm meeting you here. This is where I want you to be, and I got a plan for you. Now, I don't know what you got in your mind. Uh, God probably gave Joshua a pretty sharp mind. But God's sharper. And God's plans might not be our plans. Uh, so he had a divine encounter. So 
we don't know what Joshua, I was wondering what Joshua was thinking. Was he, uh, again, was he taking the, the information from the spies and trying to come up with a, was, while he's looking on that, was he coming up with a game plan? Maybe. He might have even had whatever he's writing on or whatever he's chiseling in stone, maybe, going, okay, here's the plan. And then this captain of the host says, I got a plan for you. Throw that away, you know. Uh, all this work. Uh, but he sees, um, he knows God's plans are always better. We know he has a heart of, of God. We know that he was upset. He rent his clothes when the spies said, said what they did, when they gave an evil report of the giants in the land. Something, we, oh, we can't conquer these people. They're bigger than our God is what they're saying. But it, it, it disturbed him. It, it, it was upsetting to him. So we know that he trusts God. And so God sends his man to talk to him. Gives them this divine encounter. But he gives them also a divine set of instructions. So in this life, as we all have our plans, and uh, I'm raising two girls that are, that are going, to going to go to college, in college, and they're, they're, they're looking at the future, and it's very easy to say, okay, here's my plan. I had a plan. Uh, I was going to be a pilot in the Air Force, and, and that was my plan. My plan. I was going to spend 30 years in the Air Force. Didn't have a desire to be a general officer. Just wanted to be 30 years in the Air Force. And God had a different plan. Junior in college. What do you mean we lost all our pilot slots? Who wasn't thinking? Well, the Air Force wasn't thinking. So we lost all our pilot slots. So that's out the window. Um, so God had a plan. What do you mean no, I don't get to go to 30 years? Nope, God had a plan. It's time for you to get out. So, so he used man. He, he had a plan. So we, we all have some kind of plan in our mind. But God's instructions might be different. Now, thankfully, uh, we might, I don't think we're necessarily going to get the host of the captains coming up and giving us a play-by-play. But he gives you resources to help you find out what God's plan is. Obviously, we have the Bible. We have God's Word. We have prayer. We have wise counsel. There's, there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors, right? Uh, godly counselors. Use godly counselors, people that, that, can, that, that will uh, pray alongside you, uh, uh, look, for, look for God's word, maybe even ask for help. Hey, God, Lord, can you give me help to help some, somebody? Uh, but God has divine sets of instructions for us. And just right here. It's a divine set of instructions. And we have access to it. I still love the little, this is a little aside. Who owns the copyright of the King James Bible? Who? Well, actually, you do. It's for the people. When it was commissioned, it was for us. You don't have to, you, when you're paying, you're paying for the binding. You're paying for the, the put together. You're never paying for the words because you own it. God gave it to you. It's yours. It's yours to have. If you, if you go on to, you want to get an NIV, you're going to pay for the copyright. You're going to pay for someone else's copyright. We, got, we have God's word here, the King James Bible. Um, and it's true. Every word. That tells me it's divine. I've read books, and they're not the others, and they're not necessarily all true. 
especially if it's fiction. But even, even you might read an autobiography of somebody. Well, you find out later on that it wasn't them that wrote it. It was somebody else that wrote it, and they kind of made a good story out of it. But this is true. This is God's divine set of instructions. Um, so uh, <clears throat> let me get to which, which verses we're going to use. So in, we know that, that the, the kings were fearful. Uh, back in verse 1, that they, that they saw what was happening, they were fear, their hearts melted, and they were fearful of, of what these, uh, what these Israel, Israelites, what the God of Israel could do. Uh, a little aside here, and this is kind of funny. Um, I was wondering why, when I was reading my text, they, they, they start with the first verse, then they go to the 10th verse, and then chapter 6 uh, for this whole story. Well, 2 through um, 9 is about circumcision. And that doesn't work well on a felt board. Um, so I'm just saying, and it doesn't work good in a kid's class for the coloring. Uh, you know, so uh, we, to, to, to prevent having uh, police officers come and go, what are you teaching these kids? Uh, so we, we, go, we skip over that. But it, it, it is there for a reason. Uh, peop, the, 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 uh, all the children that were born during the 40 years didn't get circumcised. And that was an ordinance of God. That was, a, that was a directive. So, so between this getting over onto the, into the promised land and, and before this encounter, Joshua had to clean up some things. He said, we need to all be right. We need to be all right. So that's, that's what happens there. You don't feel you need to do it during a kid's class if you end up teaching kids. So um, that's something for the pastor. All right. <laughs> so, so here we are, and we have this divine set of instructions. When, when he brought these instructions to the people, I wonder how they reacted. Is it, he's our man, Joshua's our man? Okay, if God told you, that's what it is. I hope that's the case. I'm sure it's usually in the group of people, you don't get 100% participation. But in this case, we did get 100% participation in the actions involved. So, um, you know, he, he hears from this divine plan. It's whether he realizes, whether he thinks, oh, okay, and he resigns himself, he follows, he obeys. There's something in obedience that, that God blesses obedience. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, we, three to thrive, three to thrive. I'd never heard that term until I started, uh, I came to an independent Baptist church. I was saved in a Southern Baptist church, uh, grew up in the military chapel system a lot of times, and, uh, but praise the Lord, we, we found a church and we learned about Three to Thrive. And I'll tell you, it was new to me. Three to Thrive, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. That's kind of the model. And, and the whole idea is let's, let's set aside a day that we're gonna give to the Lord and we're gonna go hear God's instruction. That's going to be the day. We're not going to go to the. We're not going to go to the beach. We're not going to go grab the boat that I just bought that I've got to use, right? I've got to use this boat because Sundays are great days on the water, right? No, we're not going to do that. Three to thrive. Sunday morning, Sunday night. Let's get some more instruction. You'll find that the crowd's a little bit smaller on Sunday night, um, but there's a faithful crowd. And then Wednesday night, midweek. I'll tell you the first time when on a midweek. What you want me back on Wednesday? Oh, that's a, that's a prayer meeting, right? Nope, nope, we're going to be preaching. Oh, okay. So, we come. 
I'll tell you, the first time we, I did a Wednesday night, I was like, I am tired. I'm midweek, I'm tired. But something strange happened. I was refreshed at the end of it. Hmm. Next week, I was still tired, but I was refreshed. And I noticed the same thing about the people I was around on a Wednesday night. The crowd was a little smaller. But I found out that was the faithful of the church. So it was, it was, it was something that I had to learn. And there was other people I had to learn that too. And you know what? Uh, I, I, I don't, don't look back. We taught it to our, to our girls. said, when you get a job, tell them I don't work on Sundays and I don't work on Wednesday nights. But you have me and you have all of me with what you need else, elsewhere. And the Lord's blessed. The Lord will bless that. Um, so, um, so sometimes instructions are weird. How are we going to take it? Are we just going to, are we going to say, okay, God, you, God, you said it. I'm going to do it. How about that? Is my wisdom any better than God's? I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. So, so God says it, we're going to do it. So, um, these, so he, in, he relays the instructions to the people and they get ready. They're going to have, uh, we're going we're to let the Ark of the Covenant lead us. And we're going to carry that around. That's a symbol. Uh, we're showing that we have the, our God's not in a box. That's not what it's saying. This is not God in a box. We're carrying him around. Now, who knows? Maybe they thought that. Maybe the, the, Jer- the folks from Jericho thought that. They were, oh, their God's in a box. Either way, God, God of Israel led this, this group of people around Jericho to take it, to, to claim it uh, as their own. So, so he may not lay out detailed instructions for you, but we have instructions in our life. And he does guide and direct. And if we do listen to his direction and heed it, obey, there is blessing. There is blessing. And so the people got to experience this. They organized, like he said, he said, we're going to do the first day. And they go do the first day around, around Jericho. They do it a second time the second day. And they do it a third time. And this is in, in, verses, uh, in chapter 6, uh, verses 6 through 27, we see that the Israelites uh, did what Joshua and what God had told him you should do. And they got a divine victory. They got a divine victory out of this. God, uh, God has some, he has victory for all of us. Even through hard times, even through um, the valley, even on the mountaintop, he has a victory for us. The Israelites followed God's man and, instru- and his instructions to the letter, and victory came for them. And not only them, it came for Rahab. The wall came down, and he sent the men to go grab her and her family. And they were left alive. And they became Israelites, basically. That was the... There was victory. Um, Joshua 2, 18 through 20. If you go back to 2, um, 18 through 21. Behold, when we came unto the land, thou, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou didst let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brother and all thy father's household unto thee. They're taught, these are the spies talking to Rahab. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his own head. And we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood will be on our head, if any hand be upon him. And if thou utter this, our business, then we will be quit of thine oath, which thou hast made to us. 
And she said, according unto thy word, so be it. And she sent them away and departed, and she bound the scarlet line in the window. That scarlet line is a representation of the blood of Christ. It covers us. I don't think any of us could have written the plan of God for sending his son to die on the cross for us. It's a, a weird and odd instruction that he did. It was an, a weird plan. The, the plan of going around Jericho uh, seven times, six, six times in six days and the seven, seven times on the seventh, it, it's a weird plan. Just on the surface. But it was God's plan. And it worked. It worked. You saw, uh, there's no way they can account it to any man of that victory. If you're going to account to anybody, you account it to Joshua for listening to the, the captain of the host. Listening to God's word. And relaying it. But there's no way you can say there was any uh, engineering expertise that was used to take down those walls. It was all God's hand. It's not an allegory. It's a real story. It's a story about us understanding the power of God. The same God that took down those walls that would be impossible for a man to do. The same God that gets us through the day. Same God that loves us, sent his son for us. Same God that, that has a plan for us, whether we see the end sight or not. And the plan is, one of the insights is for us to spend eternity with him. This is just temporary, guys. It can be a wonderful temporary, but it's just temporary. And so uh, we see a divine victory that, the, that these 60-year-old and below got to see. Parents didn't get to see it. Um, even Moses didn't get to see it. Um, but God... If we, again, a reminder in Psalms 145, 20, uh, the Lord preserveth all them that love him, love him. If we're obedient to God's word, if we're obedient to the instructions of God, we're showing love towards God. So let's be obedient. Let's, let's, let's uh, when we don't understand where to go next, let's ask. He wants us to. He wants, he wants us in conversation. He He's, he's, he's standing by waiting to give instruction. I mean, he's got his word here. You could seek it, but he's not pushing it on you. He's not pushing, uh, uh, he's not saying, okay, get up, let's go. We're going to go this way, this way. He's not doing that. But he, he might, if you ask him. <laughs> he might help you get up in the morning and face the, face the giants at work. Uh, if you just ask. So the nation of Israel, the walls of Jericho was uh, their first uh, real test. Actually, it was probably the Jordan River. How are we going to get across this? Ah, split it. And then they got to see God work on the, on the walls. So I encourage you, get into your word. Realize that God does have divine encounters with us. Think of it that way. Uh, in the morning, uh, when you get into your Bible, you get to have a, you get to have a divine encounter. Word of God, God's letter to us. We, have, we get to have that divine accord. Give, give it that kind of reverence. Give it, give it that kind of uh, um, just looking at it. it, it you know, we, we get to be in the presence of God. He doesn't push us off. 
We don't have to call up for an appointment. We don't have to call the, the state of California and the, the divine line and, uh, and, and set up a, no, we get to have it. He's that, he's that good of a God. So a divine encounter, a great set of instructions, divine set of instructions, and a divine victory. We can all have that in our life. So let's, uh, uh, I encourage you to seek that out. So that's the story of the wall of Jericho. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for uh, today and uh, just the ability to come to your, uh, your house, Lord. And I just, I know you have a victory for all of us. Lord, if we'll just, uh, if we'll just take hold of it. And uh, Lord, just I thank you for the instruction that you give us. I thank you for the man of God that you've given us uh, who brings the word that you put on his heart uh, for us, Lord. And I pray that you'll just soften our hearts as we, we take it and we heed, Lord. We want to obey. We want to be obedient, Lord. And we, we ultimately seek your blessing. And Lord, I just uh, we have folks who aren't here today, folks that are going through trials in their lives and health issues. And Lord, I pray your hand on each one of them. I pray, pray your hand... Uh, on the doctors that are dealing with them. I, pr- I just pray, the Lord, that you would provide a miracle like you did in Jericho um, for, for those people, that you would for ours. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We just ask now that you just uh, uh, be with us in the remainder of our time this morning and as we prepare for a, a, a vacation Bible school, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. All right.